Welcome to the Six Figure Roadmap, brought to you by LVRG.it. Leverage it, saving you money on the tools, software, and courses you use to grow your business every single day. Now, here's your host, Cam Martinez. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are tuning in from. Thank you for joining me on another week of the Six Figure Roadmap. And boy, do I have an interview for you today. Have you ever looked at yourself in the mirror and thought, I really thought I'd be further ahead by now? Those were the thoughts of Jamie Atkinson every single day for the last few years. He's been traveling the world full-time since 2017 and has spent the last two years building and failing at different businesses. He realized, though, as he was doing this, nobody was talking about the failures, the challenges, the struggle. Was he alone? No, the problem was nobody was talking about the real stories of entrepreneurship. That's when Jamie knew he needed to make a difference. He's now on a mission to build his million-dollar business completely from scratch by helping entrepreneurs everywhere create and launch their own movement. Join and follow along as he tells the hard truth about entrepreneurship with his podcast, Entrepreneur Junkie Movement. In this interview, we talk a the entire time about how to start, grow, and monetize a podcast, which is something that we've talked a lot about on the show. A lot of you have reached out to me saying that you want to start your own podcast for whatever industry it is that you are serving. You just don't know how to start or you don't know how to monetize or you don't see it as a benefit to your business right now. Hopefully this interview, after you listen to the whole thing, helps you overcome those objections, helps you overcome the things that you're struggling with because he literally gives away his entire strategy for how to go about growing and monetizing your podcast. It's a fantastic interview and I can't wait for you to give it a listen. Before we hop into the interview with Jamie, let's give a quick shout out to our sponsor for today's show. Kajabi is an all-in-one platform that makes it easy to create online courses, launch marketing campaigns, build landing pages, design membership sites, and create the perfect website. They've had over $1 billion of transactions made through their platform. 20,000 plus businesses worldwide trust Kajabi. They've been in business for over nine years and over 33 million consumers have been served through Kajabi's platform. Guys, I'm telling you, We have used Kajabi for our membership site. We love it. It's super easy to use, super simple, plug and play, templated. And I like to compare it to the likes of like a Wix or Squarespace combined with a WordPress and a ClickFunnels. It's literally everything you need to start your first website, start sending customers to your website, building funnels, monetizing your offer. It literally does everything for you. Kajabi has been one of our closest partners for a long time now, but they have notified us that we are no longer going to be able to provide the discount they've been so generous to give us starting on November 30th. So if you've been thinking about using Kajabi or switching from your current platform that you're using to build your website, or you just want to check it out until November 30th, we still have a 25% discount on their platform. Even if you are already using Kajabi, you can switch over. We have a great relationship with them. You can implement our 
discounted price on your current platform. Or if you're a new user, you automatically get 25% off by joining their platform. So all you have to do is go to our website at lvrg.it, sign up for the membership, and you will get access to that discount right now. Hope to see you guys in there. All right. Welcome to another awesome episode of the Six Figure Roadmap. I'm here with Jamie Atkinson, who is going to be walking us through how to create a profitable podcast so that you are still monetizing, generating revenue, and growing one to two years from now, which is when a typical podcast sees that exponential growth. And so he's here today to share with you what assets, tools, strategies you need to stay around so you don't hit that six-month mark and quit and stop doing what you're passionate about. So I'm excited to bring him on the show and have him drop some valuable, valuable insight. Jamie, how are you, sir? Hey, Cam. How you doing, man? I I just want to say coming into this interview that I've been following along everything you've been doing with the six-figure blueprint. Like I've been seeing what you guys did with the launch. I've been seeing the value you've put out, the kind of guests you've got coming on. And I just want to take my hat off to you, man. Like fair, fair dues. You've done a great job with the podcast so far. And I'm super excited to be a guest on the show today. Oh, much appreciation, man. Yeah. Glad to have you. And I'm really going to use this as time to kind of leverage your knowledge and your information to continue to grow this podcast because as as we both know outside of the strategies I know you're going to share podcasting really is a valuable tool um, to get inside of relationships like you've seen with people like um, Neil Patel and Ryan Levesque and some of those other people we've had on the podcast but I'm excited to hear outside of using it as a leverage asset for relationships, how people make money from it, how you grow and monetize and scale a podcast, just in case you're looking to do it full time. So yeah, right. Because it's so interesting. And I think you've hit the point really right out the gates there, Cam, is that with podcasting, it's about a lot of intangibles, right? It's like, hey, I really like the way that people are growing podcasts. I can see that you're getting connected with these awesome people building these cool relationships. But what does that actually mean for my business? Like, how long is it before I can call in that calling card? How long is it going to take until I can actually sign a deal or get a referral? And a lot of people don't really understand what that framework is. So what happens is they just kind of blindly go out of there interviewing people. And, you know, for me, looking at what you're doing, Cam, I know that you're coming at it from a very, you know, strict and relationship built um, approach. And you probably have an end game in mind in terms of the people that you're reaching out to, you're continuing that conversation after the podcast ends. But a lot of people, you know, they just do the interview, they don't have any follow up. And then, you know, that relationship starts off great, but then goes cold. And it can be really challenging to continue going because what happens is, as you just said, people get six months down the line, they've been doing it all the time, they've been editing it themselves, they're exhausted, it's not getting any results. And then the worst thing in the world happens and they end up quitting. And that really makes me sad because I see so many people out there who are amazing hosts. They come a long way. I see people do a podcast episode every day for like 120 days, and they've had this huge growth and started to build these amazing connections. And then they quit because they think that it's not working. So what we're all about and what I wanted to share with you guys on the podcast today is to show you guys how we, as a company, we help people to really understand, hey, this is how you can make money from your podcast right out the gate. You know, we have people 
who launched a couple of podcasts literally a few weeks ago, within a week or two of them launching, are bringing in five-figure deals and actually getting huge revenue into their companies. And what it does to them mentally is it gives them a ton of drive. It's like, wow, this stuff really works. We're making money. We're fueling the growth. And then what's nice about that is if they want to pay for a podcast editor, if they want to put you know ad spend behind the episodes, they can really reinvest a lot of those profits into the show, which help it to grow, which help that long-term traction and that authority in the space. And then at the same time, they're saying to themselves, wow, I'm actually making money from this. So this is clearly working. And as a foundation for long-term growth, that's what we are really, really passionate about is helping people see how they can do it. Because you know, it's like anything, right? If you have a framework that you can follow, you know the steps that you need to take. And one of the biggest things that I see is that most people don't know the solid ways in which you can go about monetizing a show. So that's, that's hopefully what I'm going to share today with you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Let's get into it. Let's, let's talk about the framework because I know there's a lot of people listening that want to start a podcast. They already have a podcast and they might've had, you know, a successful launch, but now it's time to monetize. It's time to scale. It's time to get those five figure deals that you were talking about. So yeah, walk us through, you know, no matter where a person is starting in their podcast journey, what are, what is the framework they should be following? Well, one of the biggest things is before you even start the show, you have to think about, all right, well, who is my show going to be for? So I'll just run you through the kind of three key steps that we take people through to be able to launch a podcast the right way. So the first thing that you want to do is really create that podcast identity. You want to be able to say, okay, this is who my podcast is for. This is where I'm going to be taking people on the show. This is what I'm going to be giving them as, as useful, practical information. You know, this is what we're actually going to be talking about. And then this is why people should even pay attention to us in the first place. And what we want to do is we want to get you guys set up with that kind of podcast identity. We call them the podcast identity pillars so that you know exactly who you're going to try and attract to your show. Now, once you've got that established, and I'll go into that a little bit deeper in a second, the next thing you want to then think about is, okay, now I know who I want to bring onto my show. How am I going to monetize it? And we set ourselves up straight away with that expectation of this is how I'm going to make money from the show. And just to share this with you guys, there's two main ways that you can monetize a podcast. You can either monetize your audience, the people that are listening to the show, or you can monetize your guests. And that's the people that come on your show. You can find a way that you can actually give them value, get them into your products or your service or your business and do it that way. And that's something that we focus very heavily on, uh, helping you guys understand how you can make money from your guests straight away. And then the final way that we help people to really understand how to monetize is if you're selling you know, business to customer or even a B2B product, one of the biggest things that you can do with the podcast is find people who have your audience and you can actually go and find those people, get them on your show and interview them in an attempt to unlock their audience for yourself to do something like a joint venture or a JV. So what we try and do is, is go through those three stages. We say, first of all, okay, what is your podcast all about and who are you trying to attract? Then we say, okay, what method are you now going to go and try and monetize? And then once you have those frameworks down, it's about just going and implementing and doing those kind of steps. So if it's cool, you can, I'm totally happy to just break that down step by step to give people that insight into understanding what they need to do. Sweet. Okay. So first thing you want to understand is about the podcast identity. So when we talk about identity, what we're really talking about is, well, what is the point of your show? If you have a business and if you're creating a podcast, a lot of people say, oh, well, I just want to get a lot of followers. I want to get a lot of people listening to my show. But truthfully, if you think about it, if it's a business that's behind the podcast, 
your only goal should be to attract more customers to your business. I, I think that's probably fair enough to say. So one of the first things that I say to people is, well, you need to be very, very clear on who your avatar is, the person that you want to try and attract to your show. So what we do is we help people set up what's called the podcast identity pillars, which are these four elements which help you to structure your show so that you're attracting your perfect customer to come and listen to your content and then hopefully to then come into your business. So these four identity pillars, I'll break them down one by one. But the first identity pillar is who am I trying to attract to my show? Now, one thing you want to think about with the who is the person that's going to be listening to your show, the person that's going to be a guest on your show, and the person that's going to be a customer in your business. That should all be the same type of person. The only thing that should be different is where they're at in their journey. So if you think of like on a scale of one to 10, somebody that's listening to your podcast for the first time might be at a one. So, you know, in in my business, they might be somebody who is just getting started as an online entrepreneur and they, you know, they want to create this big online platform, but they don't know how to get started. So that would be a listener. Then you've got somebody who's a little bit further along. Maybe there are four or five. So they've started to create their business. Things are going well, but now they need somebody to help them take it to the next level. And that would be the person that might be your perfect customer. And then a little bit further along the scale, you've got someone who's at a seven or an eight. And maybe that's someone who's been having a lot of success. And that might be the person that you actually get to come on your podcast as an expert to share their experience. The thing that's really interesting about this though, Cam, is you want to make sure that that is the same person all the way through. So if you're trying to attract, say, graphic designers to your business, well, you want your guests, your customers, and your listeners all to be your perfect avatar. And the reason you want to do that is so that by having them on the show, they're going to attract more people who are exactly the same as them. So, you know, the example I give a lot of the time is if you're a Facebook ad agency and you sell to chiropractors, well, you don't want to bring on entrepreneurs who are going to tell and give advice about Facebook ads. You want to bring on chiropractors onto the show because them being guests on the show is going to attract more chiropractors to come onto the show at the same time. So hopefully that makes sense. So that's the first pillar. The second pillar you want to think about is where are you going to be taking these people? So you've got your perfect customer outlined. And the next thing you want to think about is, well, what result am I going to give them? Now, one mistake a lot of people make with this is that they think about the short term. They think about the product they're going to sell. You know, uh, in my business, we help people launch podcasts. So I might say, oh, my where, the result I want to give people is to launch their first podcast. The problem with that is what if somebody's already launched a podcast? Does that mean they can never listen to my podcast again? So what you want to do for your where, which is where, you know, the result you want to take people to, you want that to be very top level. You want that to be something that they can always be striving to achieve. So a good example is Gary V. His where is like he wants to be able to buy the New York Jets, right? He wants to be able to buy the Jets. So what you want to do is give your audience that very top level result that you're always going to be helping them build towards. So on my show, it's about creating mass movement. It's about, okay, how can I help you to continue to build your mass movement? Now, once you've got your who and your where, so the person you want to attract to your business and where you want to take them, the next pillar for your identity of your podcast is the what. Now, this is the one that's probably the most important and is also the one that almost everybody gets wrong when they create a podcast. So the, what, what we're talking about with the what is, all right, well, what are you actually going to talk about on your podcast? So a lot of people, and if we keep with the Facebook ad example, let's say you do Facebook ads for chiropractors. The mistake most people make is they say, okay, I'm going to make a Facebook ads podcast. But the problem with that is that your average chiropractor isn't interested in listening to a Facebook ad podcast, even if it's for their specific industry. And you have to think to yourself, okay, so if I want to attract my perfect customer, 
One, what are they interested in talking about? And two, what are they interested in listening to? And actually, if you think about it, if you want to attract chiropractors who are interested in growing their business, you might actually have a better time creating a podcast, which is about overall chiropractic business growth, right? It might be the chiropractic business podcast. You get guest chiropractors to come on to talk about what they're doing in their practice. And that's very important because suddenly, not only are chiropractors interested in listening, they're also interested in coming onto your show. And as we talked about a second ago, what we want to be doing is creating a show that we have our perfect customers wanting to be guests so that we can sell to them as a guest of our show. So very, very important. So the biggest question I'd ask yourself is when you're positioning your show, think about what would my perfect target customer be interested in talking about if they came on my podcast? And I would try and make your podcast positioned around that. Now, the very final pillar is what kind of makes you unique. It's the why. So why should people even listen to you in the first place? And the big thing about this is that you don't have to be a pioneer. It doesn't have to be something brand new that nobody's ever heard of before. All you really need to do with your why is have something that's unique to your show and to your audience. So one of my favorite things to do is I'll go and listen to podcasts that are in different industries and I'll get a feel for what I like. You know, I listened to a podcast a while ago and they talked a lot about failure. They talked about, all right, it's not just the big successes. We want to know about how our guests have failed and how they've gone through that. So what we did is when we created our show, we made that our unique angle for our customers. So for entrepreneurs who want to create a mass movement, we focused on hearing about the failures when they've uh, created those mass movements and the lessons they learned from that. So that was our unique why. So it wasn't unique. It wasn't the first person ever in the world who talked about failures, but it was unique to our audience. So when you're thinking about your why, why should people listen, just try and have that one unique aspect. Some people like to you know, not have stories and cut straight to the chase. Other people like to have really story-driven content. Think about what's going to make your show unique and what people are going to really love about it. And that's the podcast identity pillars. Now, if you set that up the right way, most people, they can roughly draft it out, but it takes a couple of days to really refine it. But the whole purpose of that is that every time you sit down to put out a piece of content, whether it's an interview, whether it's a solo episode, the goal is you always want to be thinking about who do I want to attract? Where am I taking them? What are we going to talk about that they will find interesting? And why should they listen to me? And what happens is you create this great branding around your show where every single piece of content and every piece of messaging you put out is being targeted to attract that perfect person. And that's the whole idea behind the podcast identity pillars. Does, does that make sense, Cam? You with me on that? Yeah, no, I love it. The identity pillars. The next part of the episode we're going to talk about is we're going to really dig into how you would then monetize. And what's cool about this is that if every day in your podcast, you're speaking to somebody who is your perfect target customer, not only do you start to learn a lot more about your customer, but you also have the opportunity to build a relationship and then on the follow-up, actually pitch them your product or service so it turns into this kind of lead generation source, which is really our number one key behind how people can monetize a show, even if they have no downloads. Ah, perfect. All right, let's get into it. I'm excited to learn the two different types. One is monetizing your customers and the other is monetizing your guests. Do your exactly. thing. Yeah, dude, it's going to be fun. So one of the biggest things is to, first of all, think about what kind of business you run. So if you are, are a B2B business, so if you sell to other businesses, then what's going to be the perfect way for you to go out there and monetize and get money from your podcast straight away is going to be actually monetizing your guests. So the people that come on your show, if we use the chiropractor example, you get Dr. Jim, the chiropractor from down the road to come on your show. You get on the episode, you do the interview, and then the goal is to sell him 
into your product or service on the back end. Now, you don't do that on the podcast interview. You do it via a follow-up sequence on the back end. So that's the first way we're going to focus on. And I'll go into that in a little bit of a second. But then the other type of businesses you can have is you can have a B2C business, which is you're a business and you sell just to your everyday regular customers. Now, a lot of people say, well, Jamie, why can't I use the other method? Well, the problem is if you just try and get a random person to come on your podcast on an interview, it's weird. They're like, hey, Susan, you know, I noticed that you're interested in buying one of my fitness products. I'd love to interview you. And she'd be like, why? I'm just, you know, a mom with three kids. Like, why do you want to interview me? And it becomes a little bit weird. You don't really want to get into that situation. So if you're in a B2C type of business, so you sell directly to customers, not to other businesses, then one of my favorite ways to monetize is actually to go out there and find out, okay, which businesses do have my customers in a customer list, whether it be via an email list or a Facebook group or, you know, Instagram or whatever their network is. If they have access to your perfect customers, you want to then go and interview them, build up that relationship. And then on the back end, you want to pitch them a joint venture, which a JV, if you guys don't know at home, is basically where you reach out to somebody, you say, hey, I have this product. I would like to sell it to your um, customers, you know, and we will both get a cut from it. So it's kind of like a 50-50 split. So it's a win, what we call a triple win. It's a win for you because you make money and get your product out there. It's a win for them because they make money and they also give their customers value. And it's a win for the customer because they get access to amazing products, usually at a special rate or deal. And then they're able to go and implement and take that next step. So that's the that's the two different ways that I'm going to be sharing about on the episode. There are other ways you can get sponsorships and ads. But in my opinion, sponsorships and ads is one of the worst ways to monetize a show because it's all based off how big your audience is. And the problem with that is there's nothing unique about that. You're basically a commodity in the podcasting online space. Space where it's not about what value you bring. It's more about how many downloads, how many listeners, and all of those types of metrics. So you can sometimes get good deals on those. But for me, this is my number one way to monetize because it doesn't matter how many people, you could literally get no downloads on your podcast and you can still make money. We had one guy and he launched this podcast and a week before he launched his podcast, because he did pre-interviews, he'd already closed the $2,000 deal before his podcast had even launched, which was super, super cool. <laughs> uh, we like that a lot. Oh, I love it. Okay. So I want to hear more about this follow-up process, right? Is it emails? Is it over the phone? Is it social media? How How are you following up with your guests or your customers? 100%. So let's break it down. So the first thing you want to do, and, and a lot of people who are in sales will tell you this, a lot of people will say, well, how are you closing these customers? What's your close process? And the truth is, from the very first part of the time that you speak to them, you're closing them all the way through. Um, a sales analogy that I used to love is that when a customer comes in the front door of your store, what you want to do is if you imagine you're taking them down a long corridor, what you want to do is as you go down that corridor, there's a bunch of doors and a bunch of exits that they can walk away from. And what you want to do is as you're walking your customer down that corridor, you want to start closing all of these doors, which are you know the objections and the reasons they might not want to buy your product. You start closing these doors as you walk down this corridor. So at the end, by the time you say, hey, would you like to buy my product? You've already closed all of the exits. So the only choice they then have is to go with you and to buy your product. So hopefully you guys got that analogy and it's pretty difficult when we're on a podcast. I hope I didn't confuse you guys with that. So, so what you want to do is that when you're getting people onto your podcast as guests, 
there's a couple of things you want to do. So the first thing you want to do is really set the expectation on the podcast. So you're not going to be pitching these people on the podcast. Your only goal is to build a relationship with the people that are coming on your show. But what you also want to be doing is you want to be finding out about where they are in their business right now and where they want to get to in the future. One of the biggest things that any sales script will tell you is that you need to understand where the starting line is and you need to understand where the goalpost is. Because if you don't know where they're starting from and you don't know where your customer wants to get to, then if you just pitch them a product, there's no way that you can know if that product is going to be a good fit for them or not. If you know where they're starting from and where they want to go to though, you can make your product the bridge between the two, which allows you to then say, hey, I know that you said that you currently you know, have no clients coming in. And I know you said you wanted to get to having 10 clients a month. Here's my product, which is going to help you do that. So if we use the Facebook ad analogy with the chiropractors again, we might have somebody that comes on an interview. And one of the questions we ask them in the interview is, so tell me, where are you at with your practice right now? How many customers are you serving on a typical month? And what you want to do is before you get into that podcast interview, you want to you know, make sure that they're super open and super comfortable. A lot of the time I'll say before an interview, I'll say, hey, here's all the questions that I want to ask you. Do you want to have a chance to look through because I really want to dig deep on some of these questions so that we can really help our audience. And one of the really big um, interviewing techniques I actually got from Andrew Warner from the Mixergy podcast is that anytime you ask somebody a question, tell them the reason you want to know the answer of that question. So if I said to you, Cam, and I, I got you on an interview and I just said, hey, Cam, how much money is your business doing every month? That is a question which unless you're super open, most people are going to immediately have their wall come up. They're going to not want to answer it. It might throw the relationship in the interview and the rest of the interview can be kind of closed off and very, very difficult. Now, on the flip side, if before you actually go into the interview, you've sent them a pre-interview questionnaire and said, hey, on this podcast, we really like to deal with the facts. One of the big things that we pride ourselves on is knowing exactly where each business is at in their, uh, in their monthly income. And the reason that we like to know that is so that other chiropractors can figure out where they're at compared to you on their level, and they can really understand that. So the idea is, before we even get into the interview, we're saying to them, hey, look, we're going to ask you this question is that okay? And by the way, here's the reason why we would like to know that question. Now, when you do that before the interview happens, it allows you to you know, really break down any of those walls. And suddenly you can dig a lot deeper into what your potential prospect is going to be telling you. With the end goal being one, to give a lot of value to your audience, but at the same time to find out exactly where they're at in their business so that you can make sure the product you're offering them on the back end makes total sense. Now, Cam, is this making sense so far? I know sometimes when we start to talk about sales, it can get a little bit confusing sometimes. I'm trying to make sure it's kind of simple. Yeah, no, it makes sense. So you're not, so you're saying don't sell them on the podcast, but send them, you know, pre-created questions and then what's happening after that, what's happening yes. post-interview. Exactly. So what we want to be doing is we want to basically set the foundation and say to them, and you don't always have to send the questions ahead of time. I'll speak to a lot of people. And I'll say, hey, look, you know, I'm going to ask some tough questions on this interview. And the reason I want to ask those questions is so that our audience can get the best value. Did you want me to show you those questions or do you trust me enough to just hit you with them on the fly? And most of the time they'll say, Jamie, I trust you. You go ahead. Now, what happens there is we've just got permission from them to ask them really hard questions. 
So when we ask them on the interview, they're going to be a lot less defensive than what they might have been if I just hit them with them completely randomly. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. No, it makes total sense. I love it. I love it. Okay. Okay. So we've been through the identity pillars. We've been through monetization. What's next? So the biggest thing is, is really the follow-up point. So you have this amazing interview with someone that's going to be your perfect prospect. So let's take it back to the Facebook ad example. So, you know, you sell Facebook ads, you've spent this whole interview just talking about growing this chiropractor's business, what they're doing in their business, where they want to grow to, all the amazing stuff they've done. And then the interview ends and you think to yourself, how the hell am I now going to speak to this guy about Facebook ads and sell him on my products or service? Because we haven't talked about it at all throughout this process. So there's a couple of things you want to do. So the first thing you want to have done is figured out, all right, where are they actually trying to get to? So what's some of the challenges that they're facing right now? Where are the goals that they want to achieve? And what I'll usually do is at the end of an interview, I'll keep the conversation going for another five or 10 minutes, you know, man, thanks so much for that interview. I can't believe you said that. You know, tell me a little bit more about this. Like, um, I would love to hear more about what you're doing in your practice. You know, man, I can't believe you guys have grown crazy. You know, you ask them a bunch of follow-up questions just to keep the conversation going. And then what you want to do is when you're getting towards the end of that interview, you want to set a follow-up conversation that's going to happen. You want to say to them, all right, Jerry, I appreciate the interview so much. Listen, I just want to make sure that I'm following up with you next week to make sure we haven't missed anything. Let me pencil in a date that I can get on another call with you. How does next Tuesday at nine o'clock sound? So you get them to agree to already get on a call um, this, this sort of this time next week. And then what you want to do in between that point is sometimes you want to go back and listen to the interview, but you basically want to come up with a plan about how you're going to pitch them on your product or service. Now, Tuesday rolls around and you say to them, hey man, so you know all of the podcast has been edited. I was listening back to it and I noticed at one point you actually said that one thing that you're really struggling with right now in your business is being able to get more local clients coming into your business. I actually had a really great idea about that. You know, we sell um, this amazing product that helps chiropractors like you you know, to grow their business like crazy. Have you got a couple of minutes um, where I could run through that with you to see if you think it would be a good fit for your business? So you kind of drop that in where you said, hey, I heard you said this. I've actually got a great idea. Would it be okay if I got your permission to tell you about it? And what? And it's really important that you ask them that because what happens then is that when they say yes, they've given you permission to then pitch them your product. And then all you do is you, you know, you start to go through your regular sales pitch that you might have where you talk about, all right, well, where are you at right now? Um, where do you want to go to? I remember you saying that you wanted to grow like this. And then at the back end, you then pitch your product and make sure you make them an offer. So one of the biggest things that I always see in sales is that to have the most success, you just be, need to be the person that makes the most offers because you'll get you know, a, a great salesman which closes at a much higher rate. But in my experience, the person who makes the most offers is the person that makes the most money. So all you want to do is make sure that you find out about where they're at, find out where they want to go to, make them an offer about how your product can help them get to that result, and then see if they're interested. And my favorite thing to do is to you know, tell somebody my idea, say to them, hey, you know, this is what I want to do. This is what I think it would be awesome for you. What do you think? And when they say, yeah, Jamie, that's a really cool idea. All you then need to say is those magic words, which is, would you like some help with that? And then if they say yes, then you can go and break down the full pitch and work out all of those details. But what I found is through this process is that you're able to actually get a very reliable and consistent way 
where you can get and speak to your prospects um, almost on autopilot every single day of the week. So for us, you know, we'll try and schedule five interviews a week. On those interviews, we'll have maybe 50% of the people who we speak to will be open to getting onto this kind of follow-up conversation where we pitch them this idea. And then you'll have probably around 25 or 50% of those people who will close sometimes at a higher rate. So, you know, if you're doing five episodes a week, you'll get about 10 people on those sales calls. And if you can close 25 to 50% of them, you're closing probably between two and five clients every single month just from doing podcast interviews with your perfect prospect. So the question then becomes, all right, well, how much is that worth to you? I mean, if you're a Facebook ad agency, the lifetime value of that customer might be worth $20,000 across the year. So if you can close two to five of those, you're really generating $100,000 worth of revenue into your business across the next year. And if you do that consistently all the time, not only are you creating amazing content, not only are you growing your brand, but you're also then getting deals that are coming into your business almost on autopilot without needing to pay for any lead generation services. Uh, I love it. So much actionable advice there on how to monetize your show because I feel like that's a huge thing. Like we were saying at the beginning of the episode, everyone wants to create a podcast, not only to build relationships, but they see it as a tool to grow their business. And you just showed us some amazing ways to do that. My last question before I get into some rapid fire stuff to get to know you a little bit better. What I've seen happen, especially on this show, when trying to reach, you know, higher caliber people with higher grossing companies to bring them onto the show to share actionable, insightful information like you have is a lot of them request numbers. They want analytics so that they know that they're getting in front of one, their ideal audience, but two, a good amount of people that it would be worth their time. Right. And so you said, we've talked a lot about how you don't have to have the numbers to make money and monetize your podcast, Mm -hmm. right. But to bring on more guests, sometimes you need to have a podcast that has a lot of listeners, a lot of downloads, What is your insight on how to do that for a show? Yeah, so really good question because one of the first things that will happen is if you reach out to somebody like Pat Flynn or, you know, one of these higher up entrepreneurs who you really want to get connected with, they're really interested in knowing, all right, well, how big is my reach going to be? But the the one question that I would ask, Cam, is that what you really need to decide is if you want to try and attract customers to your business, are you really trying to attract those high caliber individuals? So, you know, do you want to sell to the Grant Cardones of the world? Do you want to sell to, you know, Pat Flynn and all those people? Or do you really want to just sell to that person who is, you know, doing just over six figures, they're growing their business, and you can help unlock them to the next level? Because truthfully, if you want to reach a lot of those people, you don't always need to have those crazy high figures, but you're absolutely right, Cam. If you want to get those hard to reach people onto your show, you need to give them a reason to actually show up and be a part of your show. So one of the big things that we go through in the Podcast Profit Lab, which is our program, is that we help people understand, okay, what's your podcast identity pillars? Who do you want to get on the show? Then we talk about, okay, here's how you monetize the show. But then the next question is, well, how do I get these guests to want to appear on my show in the first place? So my number one secret to being able to do that is really to have a very, very effective launch strategy. And Cam, you did this very well with your podcast in that when you launched your show, 
you built up a lot of pressure, you launched the show in a very short space of time, you drove everybody to go to your show in a short space of time. So the reason for that was that you got a lot of downloads, you got a lot of subscribers, you got a lot of reviews, and that puts you into the top of the charts, right? You get that top 200 or that top 100 position. And initially, when you launch a podcast, that gives you a lot of authority. Now, to some of the very big players who understand podcasting on a deeper level, they might not say, okay, well, you know, being a top 100 show isn't enough. We want to see the real metrics behind it. But to your average Joe blogs and your ideal customer out there, actually just having a top 200 or a top 100 rated podcast is enough to get them to want to come on the show. But the other thing you can do is if you've launched the show in that kind of way is, and I think this is what happened with you, Cam, is you launched with that ferocity. So what you did was you said, okay, look, here is our seven-day snapshot. This is how many downloads we've got. This is how many new subscribers we've got. This is how many ratings we've got. We're now a top 200 rated podcast. And then somebody looks at that and goes, oh crap, these guys have grown really fast in a short space of time. We want to get them on the show. So what my piece of advice would be to anybody is if you want to get to those high caliber individuals and you want them to come on your show and you want to be able to show them and you know that they're going to ask, okay, what are those metrics and what are those results? Then I would strategically plan that in and I would say, okay, reach out to them a week after your podcast has launched, generate and create a launch campaign that's going to show massive, massive growth in a short amount of time. And then what's going to happen is when you reach out to those individuals, they're going to be able to look at that snapshot of what you've done. They can factor in the fact that it's only over that two-week period or that one-week period. And then they're going to preemptively expect that you're going to have that continued growth. Now, you might have that growth, you might not, but that's going to be a really great way in which you can leverage your launch to make sure you get those key people. But to be honest with you, Cam, most of the people that I speak to, unless they're really at that you know million dollar mark or higher, most of the time they're not actually going to be serving those high top level entrepreneurs who are going to be the people that are more difficult to get on the show. What I find for a lot of people is that actually in the first six months to a year, they really want to go for those kind of B-level influencers or the C-plus level influencers, who are those people that are growing their company. A bit like you said, they're looking for that six-figure blueprint and roadmap. They're like at the six-figure level and you and your company is going to help them to reach that much higher level. Now, by the time you've been going a year and your company has got bigger and you're starting to you know, help people at the higher level, maybe at that point, because you've been going for a longer time, you're going to have that track record of you know, consistent down downloads, you're going to have been growing, your audience is going to get bigger, so that at that point, you can then reach those much higher level influencers. But a couple of tips that I would say is, is if you want to make sure that you're getting rapid growth, there's really two things that I would do for a podcast to get as fast a growth as possible. The first one is to actually have a plan and a strategy to get onto other people's shows. So every single week, you know, I would suggest to go on a Friday, spend an hour to reach out to 40 people who have shows and just send them a voice memo and say, hey man, love your show, would love to be involved. This is what I can offer. Let me know if you're down for it. Don't worry if not, it'll be great to connect. If you do and reach out to 40 people every week over a couple of hours, you are guaranteed to get on a lot of podcasts all of the time. One of the fastest ways to grow your reach on a show. The second thing that I would suggest is to make sure that the people that come on your show as guests agree to promote it to their existing audience ahead of time. So I say to all the people that come on my show, you know, are you going to be open to promoting this to your email list? And if the answer is no, then they don't get on the show. 
And that can sound a little bit like a hard stance, but if you can build this kind of system into the way that your podcast grows, and one thing that I love to do as well is um, for guests that come on your show, make sure that all of your guests leave you a rating and review. Because if you're doing five interviews a week, that automatically means you're going to get five brand new podcast reviews every single week before your guests even listen. Um, Make sure that you're getting all of those guests to agree to promote it to their email list and then make sure you're getting on other people's shows as a guest as well to push them back to the podcast. And for me, that's the three quickest ways that you can continue to grow and take the podcast to the next level. Is, is that helpful, Cam? Oh, yes, absolutely. I love it. I love it. I appreciate you coming on here and dropping a bunch of knowledge bombs on how to grow your podcast. It's great. It's great. So I want to ask you a few rapid fire questions just to get to know you a little bit better to wrap up the show. You cool with that? Yeah, man. I'm so down for that. All right. So the first question is, what is one book you wish everyone in the world would read? You know, um, the big thing for me is I've been going over Expert Secrets by Russell Brunson, like automatically. It's the only book I've ever read that I've read cover to cover more than five times. Because the every time I read it, I just get those deeper understandings of a lot of marketing tips. Um, I think if anybody can take that book, and just get a ton of value out of it straight away. So that's my that's my number one. Go read Expert Secrets, cover to cover, and, and get some value out of it. What is one non-negotiable habit you implement every single day? One of the biggest things for me is just to have two goals for the day. So I have every 12 weeks, we create a, a outline of three big goals that we want to achieve. But then every day, I just have two actions that are going to get me closer to that goal. Instead of having a big to-do list, that's what I do every morning. And then by taking and just focusing on those two actions, I get a lot more done over the week and over the months. So that's my big takeaway. Just make sure you have two actions every day that's going to move you closer towards your goals. Love it. On what do you like to spend your time and money outside of business? You know, I'm a massive um, junkie for cinema. I love movies, especially Marvel movies. So (laughs) when I'm not working, you can generally find me like running away into town when my girlfriend's like, where'd he go? And I'll I'll just be like holed up in a cinema for like hours on end. So I love cinemas and movies. And uh, I'm I'm also a gamer. So I kind of didn't do it for ages, but I just got a Nintendo Switch this summer. And I've been using that quite a lot in my downtime just to chill out and play a bit of Mario Kart, you know? Oh, I love it, man. We are very alike in that. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> what has been the most insightful or actionable course you've ever taken? Yeah, that's a tricky one, but I think it's really clear as a winner. Um, I did the One Funnel Away Challenge back in October. And um, just for context, I mean, I'm, I'm in Russell Brunson's $25,000 a year coaching program now. And I still think the one funnel away challenge for $100 is more valuable than the whole of that coaching program because it's very clear with the goal. You know, after 30 days, you're going to launch your first funnel and they have coaching by Steve Larson every single day. You know, for $100, I think that's one of the biggest courses that I've taken that's given me a lot of value and also a course that I finished. I, mean, I don't know how many courses I've taken that I haven't finished, but, you know, for me, for the price tag, for the value, and for the result that it gave me at the end of it, that's got to be hands down the most valuable one. Such such a good framework. He's the master of frameworks, Russell Brunson. Yeah. Last question for you. What are three tools or software you couldn't live without in your business? Oh, okay. So one of my biggest tools that I use almost every day is a tool called Close.io. 
It's actually a sales CRM and it allows me to um, follow up with all of my customers no matter what stage they're at. So I use that almost every day to make sure nobody falls through the cracks and I have a really, really good follow-up system. Um, ClickFunnels, of course, I use that all the time. Um, another tool I use is a tool called a friend filter. Um, I use it all the time to get rid of people who aren't engaging on my Facebook profile because I use Facebook a lot for organic marketing. I use that all the time and it's fantastic because it helps me to increase my engagement more and more and more on my Facebook profile so I can just reach as many people as possible. Oh, incredible, man. I really appreciate you coming on here, dropping a bunch of knowledge, actionable and insightful information, which is what we love around here. Where can people go to learn more about you, join your community, learn from you, grow their podcasts, et cetera? Yeah. Well, I mean, one of the biggest places you guys can check me out is I have my own podcast. It's called the Entrepreneur Junkie Movement. If you guys search for that in podcast, uh, in, in Apple iTunes, uh, Entrepreneur Junkie Movement is the name. Um, we don't talk much about podcasting, but we just talk about creating mass movements a lot. If you guys want specific podcasting help and support, we have an amazing Facebook community called Podcasting 101, Four Ways to Monetize a Podcast. If you guys want to head to that, you can just go to www joinpodcasting101.com. We've got a bunch of freebies we give you when you join the group about helping you figure out how to launch your podcast. And that's one of my favorite places. The community there is amazing, super, super supportive. And I'd love for you guys to come check it out. Uh, awesome. Guys, if you got some value from this episode, this interview, because he just walked through his entire process, obviously he goes in more depth in his service, but he just pretty much gave away everything. So go check out his group, go listen to his podcast. I will put everything in the show notes as always. And Jamie, back to you. I appreciate you being on here. Thank you so much. Yeah, man. No, it's fun to be on here. And I'm a big believer. You can give away all of your secrets because people sometimes still need help implementing, right? I can tell you how to do it, but it's like somebody that uh, they go for a movie role, right? Everybody gets the same script, but it's the person that reads it the best that gets the gig. So if any of you guys still need help or support, just reach out to me via Facebook and I'm more than happy to give you a hand and see how we can help you. Love it, guys. Thank you so much for tuning into another week of the Six Figure Roadmap. As always, I appreciate you. And Jamie, thanks again for being on the show. Cheers, everyone. It's been a blast. You've been listening to the Six Figure Roadmap. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe and leave a review. To learn more about our membership, visit us online at www.lvrg.it.